Hey, Love Tribe. Today's episode is brought to you by one of my personal favorites, Cozy Earth. They've got something special for all the mothers out there. So anyone who wants to shower the special woman in their lives with love and the comfort they deserve, listen up. Hands down, Cozy Earth has the best sheets, bedding, pajama sets, and more. So today, I'm excited to share that Relationship Advice listeners get an exclusive 35% off discount. Simply go to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do at checkout. The first time I tried their bamboo sheets, I was blown away. The comfort level is insane. I just love slipping into their seriously soft and cool sheets after a long day. And for a mom who knows that the struggle of sleep deprivation is real, Cozy Earth's temperature regulating technology has been a lifesaver. No more waking up sweating or freezing. But what really sold me is the quality of the bamboo sheets. They are by far the most comfortable sheets I have ever slept in. They are made to last years, which they have. I think at this point, I have about six sets of them. And they have a 100-night sleep-free trial and a 10-year warranty, so you know you're getting something that is going to stick around. So if you're ready to prioritize your sleep health and treat yourself or the mom in your life to the luxury she deserves, head on over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code IDO for an exclusive 35% off. Because every mom deserves a good night's sleep, and with Cozy Earth, you can finally get the rest you need. Let's talk about a struggle many of us know all too well losing weight. Remember those days when everyone was on a juice cleanse or just basically hangry all the time? That was no fun for anyone. Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to shed those pounds. Today, I want to introduce you to Row Body. It's not your typical weight loss program. Instead of all the gimmicks, they offer access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. But here's the real deal. They pair these shots with simple lifestyle changes, helping you lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Plus, over 200,000 people have already seen results with Robody. So what sets Robody apart? The support. They handle all the insurance stuff for you and give you access to a provider whenever you need them. And the best part, you can sign up online from home, no doctor's appointments and no waiting rooms. Say goodbye to those days of hangry juice cleanses. With Robody, losing weight is straightforward and sustainable. Take that first step today and say hello to a healthier, happier you. Kickstart your weight loss journey the right way and head to ro.co slash do. That's ro.co slash I-D-O. Sign up today for just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Remember, medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash I do. Hey, Love Tribe. What's going on, guys? Thanks for joining us today. 
Today, we welcome Coltrane Lord, and Coltrane is a love expert, spiritual wellness, and divine feminine embodiment coach. And today, we dive into your love archetypes and how to truly feel into what it is that you desire. And we really enjoyed this conversation. The love archetypes are very interesting, and for me, they require more reading, <laughs> yeah. and, and Coltrane goes over them and gives some recommendations on books to read to really dive into it. And then about 20 minutes in, we get into how to truly feel into what it is that we desire. And that's a lot more familiar to mm -hmm, me and Sarah mm -hmm. and probably will be to you guys. So hang in there for the beginning. If you are interested in the love archetypes, it's very interesting. And then it really gets going with some practical things to apply to your relationship. Like I said, about 20 minutes in where we talk about feeling into what you truly desire. Yeah, she actually goes over a brief little exercise that you can do yourself that will allow you to find out a little bit more about yourself. Absolutely. You'll find out what you desire. <laughs> what you desire. Exactly. Yeah. And one of the ways to help do that. Yes. So as always, thank you guys so much for tuning in and sharing with your friends and family. If you guys have not checked out our free 14-day happy couple challenge, there is a link in the podcast description, or you can go to our website at idpodcast.com and we send you a email for two weeks with easy doable challenges to help strengthen and improve your relationship. So we encourage you guys to check that out um, as well as all the other free resources we have on our website. And before we dive into today's episode, you'll also hear Coltrane talk a lot about energy and how we experience that in ourselves and in our relationship. And if you're interested in kind of diving into that from a different perspective, also check out our episode with Dr. Melanie Dean, uh, which I really enjoyed as well. And we'll, yeah, we'll link to that in the show notes so that you guys can hear a different perspective as well. So we hope you guys enjoy today's episode. Before we jump into today's interview, we want to tell you about our online course, Spark My Relationship. Do you guys want to create more passion, improve your communication, and build a stronger, more intimate connection with your partner in less than 90 days? Yes. Sign yes. me up. <laughs> then you guys need to check out our online course, Spark My Relationship. It is an online course, like I mentioned, that we created with over 15 therapists and psychologists to bring you guys the strategies marriage therapists teach their clients. We talk about it on the show, relationships take work. Sometimes they function pretty easily and you coast along, but we've found the reality is, is you have to do work sometimes and to make them better, to change them so that they're more satisfying for both partners. And you've made it here. You've made it to listening to our show. So you guys probably already know that a little bit. But what you might not know are the specific tools and exercises that you need to create those lasting and positive improvements in your relationship. And like Chase said, change does not happen on its own. It takes hard work. And that's why we created the course. Spark One Relationship is designed to infuse your life and relationship with fresh passion, skills, and wisdom. And it's a self-paced journey that's perfect for turning up the heat, having some fun together, and revolutionizing your intimacy and communication. 
And just some tools and strategies that the course includes is to how to eliminate unhelpful old habits, develop mindful awareness to help improve your stress management, learn healthy and successful communication tools, create a deeper and more intimate bond, and strengthen your couple microculture, which you will find out what that is. Uh, in the future together. So for our listeners only, we're offering a special of $100 off the course. Visit sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock to unlock your discount. And there is a 30-day money-back guarantee. So there really is no reason to not give it a try. So go to sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock for $100 off. Coltrane, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Hi, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. So grateful. Today, we're going to talk about your love archetypes. So why don't we start by having you tell us what an archetype is, and then we'll dive into the love archetypes. Yeah, so love archetypes are the collective expression of of the different parts of ourselves that make us whole. So we have the love archetypes, meaning how we are in relationship to each other. And then we have all their shadow aspects, which cause problems in our relationships. So to me, when we access this archetypal realm of the archetypes, we are really going on a spiritual journey to know the self. And when we know the self, we create a better ecosystem that goes beyond our partnerships, but to our families, our children, the world, and the earth. And it is, to me, an opportunity to raise consciousness when you know the selves through archetypes. So let's dive in and talk about the different love archetypes. Yeah, so we find out the love archetypes through, for me, the different um, aspects and the different power centers or pillars, if you will, of the body. And this is an embodied experience because in relationships, a lot of times we are in our heads, right? We're thinking, we're talking, but the love archetypes, we're embodying it. So I give people, individual people, um, I let them name their own archetypes, but the first one would be so I use seven general ones, but the first one would be our grounded presence. So in a man, that would be how his protector, his provider essence would be. And in the woman, it would be like Mother Earth archetype, her nurturing qualities of love. And then the next, we could just go up the body, powers of the body. And the next is our sensual and sexual archetypes. How do we... Um, interact sexually, sensually, emotionally? How? What are our desires? And those are archetypes that um, we call in to ignite that. And then there are the um, predator and prey archetypes that offer us polarity. And this is in the solar plexus, where we get to um, use our different energies to create the friction and the um, spice in our life and also use those energies to solve problems. And then, of course, then there's the heart-centered, unconditional love archetypes that um, live in our heart space. And this is how we serve the world together, how we interact with each other through unconditional love. These are the archetypes that 
bring the family together and integrate all the other archetypes so that we could lead and express with our highest self and the highest self meaning love. And then we go into the archetypes that allow us to communicate properly and consciously and express our authentic selves. And when we use those archetypes, we are not only expressing, having better communication with each other, we're actually telling the truth with each other about ourselves. And when we know the truth of ourselves, we cannot, the other person or other partners or the people in general see us through a lens that is more authentic versus a mask that we put on, which are different than archetypes, by the way. And then, and so we are expressing our truth to the world and no one is confused by us. And then we go into the, um, the archetypes of the cosmic mind, the galactic mind, the future of relationships where we are whole beings and the whole being is in partnership with another whole being. We're not completing each other. And then we get to create from here and imagine here better relationships, evolving relationships, how we have a relationship with the earth and our families and a broader perspective. And then the highest version is our sovereign self. And that is the integration of all the archetypes where we have them, where we can manage them versus having them manage us. And we now can be the benevolent rulers of our relationship of ourselves, of the world. And then we are connected to something higher and more exalted than the management of ourselves and our relationships, if that makes sense. Yeah. So is one per does one person have one archetype? And if so, how does someone go about picking one like you you said you prefer that they do? So um I believe that we all are multifaceted souls and we actually have many archetypes I'm going to use the word persona and archetypes interchangeably. And then I'm going to use um, masks as the shadow personas that we have just Mm -hmm. for your readers or your listeners so that it's clear. But we have so many roles that we play. And what to me, the essence of ourself is pure love. But unconsciously, we are we are playing roles like mother mother role and father role or lover role or business person role and they get mixed up and so what we want to do is we want to just see who is inside of us the archetypes that were already in us and transform them into their higher octave vibration that is the archetype so in relationship I feel as if relationships are the laboratory for knowing the self they are the perfect petri dish, they're the perfect environment that will absolutely trigger our most um, wounded childhood selves. And so what we're doing is we're simply being these in relationships, what we're doing is we're actually five-year-olds having a battle of the um, battle of our needs and desires without really understanding that each person must have a wound in their heart or in their soul someplace and we're trying to fix our fix them or make the relationship better but we're our archetypes or our personas are actually in the way and so we don't even know if we're arguing with a 5-year-old we're not 
sure if we're arguing with somebody who has had a bad day at work, we're not sure which persona we're arguing with. And then we also have, we don't know which persona that we're, we're embodying to argue with, if that makes any sense. So how can we think about each of these archetypes? And like you said, we're, we have many roles. So to me, it's like yeah. we have a little bit of all these things within us and they express themselves differently depending on how wounded we are or not, mm-hmm. or, um, or just who we are naturally, how we are raised. How can someone frame all of this in better understanding themselves and bringing that into a relationship? Yeah. So the first thing is to really understand that our, our the human essence is multidimensional. That's number one. If we understand that first and foremost, then we could step back a little bit from ourselves and decide who's speaking or what who's speaking. So oftentimes what I do is when I'm taking clients through this is I actually want people to feel safe first. So how do you feel safe in your relationship? And that will bring up triggers or wounds. That itself would bring up triggers or wounds. And then you'll, you're understanding where you're coming from. Do you need to be a protector in your relationship? What is your desire? That's the next thing. What do you desire in a relationship? From that desire, you can understand what you actually need and who, what persona is actually dominating your presence. So if I have a need to serve my family, I'm really pulling in the mother archetype. But what I'm missing in that relationship, probably, if I don't have access to my sensual lover archetype, then I'm ignoring my partner and his needs to connect. And if his need to connect as a lover is stronger than his need to um, be a provider or a father, then there's an imbalance there too. So I go up the chakra centers, the power centers, and we activate each one as as an important archetype to not pick one, but to, to uh, to actually build each one in its light form and its strength form versus its shadow form. And most of us work in the, most of us are living life and loving through life through our shadow personas. And so that's what's causing a lot of problems. So the framework would be, we are whole beings and we only are accessing one role. And that role is probably a role that someone else put on you, like your parents or the world or society, women are not allowed to be, for instance, mothers and sexual and powerful businesswomen. And so that actually causes problems in the relationship. Men are not supposed to be emotional. How can you, like, you're not a man if you don't have, if you don't, if you're too emotional with, um, with each other. So what we want is balance as a whole self. Absolutely. And in that framework of trying to achieve balance, you pose some interesting questions of asking ourselves, you know, how do we feel safe in a relationship? What do we desire? One thing I always think about is that line between understanding 
what it is that we want and also the understanding of whether or not that is uh, a realistic expectation, right? So like, oh, I feel safe when my partner greets me uh, at the door every time I come home and they want to have sex with me and they're cuddling me on the couch and all these expectations. And it's like, yeah, that makes me feel real safe. And that's good to understand, but that might be a lot of expectation on your partner. So how can we think about understanding the question that we ask ourselves and whether or not, and how to bring that into a relationship? Yeah. So I'm going to bring an energy work here. And this is coming from a shamanic point of view, a consciousness point of view. When we walk into a room, a lot of us don't understand the energetics of our bodies. So we're not even, we don't, so you might walk into a room and you're, you know, you're alive in your body and you want to, you want to be intimate and your energy isn't grounded enough to make your partner feel safe. So energetically, a woman's body, biological body, and a man's biological body conduct energy differently. So a man will have, and this is it's biological as well, a man's energy, his sexual energy penetrates, and this is an example of your sexual organs being outside your body, right? And a woman's sexual energy receives so her pleasure centers, are, her 8,000 nerve endings, are hidden under the folds of her body. And so what happens in this culture is men don't understand that, well, we're not aware of our energetic system. And so penetrating their sexual energy and women not feeling safe because of culture and because it's not okay to open sexually as much. So there's this disconnect because she's closed and he's penetrating energetically. And then men's energetic system in their heart is receptive and women penetrate their heart energy. And the example is women could actually lactate and give nourishing love to their babies when they're um, raising them. And um, so those are just the energetic and biological ways we express energy. So a man's heart usually, because we're not allowed, men are not allowed to be emotional, they usually close their heart. And a woman is penetrating her love so deeply into the heart space of this man. And so just walking into a room, we aren't actually energetically in sync. We None of us feel safe because here's this beautiful um, sexual energy coming out and a woman doesn't feel safe. And then this, you know, and then she's loving with her heart and he doesn't feel safe enough. So what we really need to do is, this is, this does have to do with desire, by the way, what we really have to do is get grounded in ourselves, both men and women be super grounded. Oh, so she feels safe enough to open up and you feel safe enough to open up your heart. And then from there, your desires change, your real desire versus your body desire your body desire for more sex is really a desire for connection and intimacy. The sex part is a really beautiful icing on the cake for the sensuality and the physical, physical sensations. But really what we're wanting is deep, intimate connection and on an energetic level. And so the, the, when I say archetypes, archetypes are energy patterns and I'm just naming them archetypes, but they're energy patterns to cultivate so that you do know your desire 
and you're both aligned with the same desire that is much deeper than I would like to have sex today. I would like you to actually do the dishes because really it's not about that. It's really about feeling seen, feeling seen and feeling received and feeling safe. This is starting to become more clear that it's really the archetypes are a way to obviously break down the self and our multidimensional aspects, but then to think about the underlying, I don't want to say issues, but for lack of a better word, beneath the things that we desire and then be able to communicate them to our partner and ourself. Right. Right. And so it is, and I won't say think about even, I will say feel about because in relationship, if we're always in the brain thinking about what archetype or what I want or what I desire versus feeling into what you truly desire is the magic, is the juice, is the deeper form of intimacy. When you mentioned that you wanted to, you know, you might walk into a room and you're feeling really amazing and you want to have sex. And um, we're trying to be holistic here. So if we ground ourselves and go, okay, I'm feeling like I want to have physically want to have sex emotionally, what do I want to have? And then where's my partner at? Because she needs to feel safe. And so we come into the room with this desire that's all in the energetic space of our body upward. Like when you're going into a room and you're um, expressing, you're, you're doing a lecture and your, your energy's way up. You're in, you're in God, goddess archetype. I'll use that word and it's not the juicy place to be when you want to have sex when you want to have sex you have you want to be in lover and you want to be in safety you want to be a grounded archetype so you so this energetic system these patterns teach you how to energetically be in the right energy system in the right place at the right time if you're going to be in a room full of people lecturing you don't want to have a lot of sexual energy and we don't know these things. And that's why there's so much confusion of the sexes and of, um, of what people truly, excuse me, truly desire because energetically it's not aligned with the words coming out of your mouth. Before we continue on, we're going to take a short break to tell you about our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Headspace. 2020 was a pretty stressful year for all of us. What if this new year you had something to help you feel less stressed and handle the ups and downs that life throws at you? Well, that is where Headspace comes in. Headspace is your daily dose of meditation in the form of guided meditations in an easy to use app. Headspace is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of meditation and mindfulness through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace can really help you feel better. For example, if you're feeling overwhelmed, Headspace has a three-minute SOS meditation to make you feel more relaxed and at peace. And if you need some help falling asleep, Headspace has a wind-down session their members swear by. And for parents, and this is something we've recently started doing with Stella, is that Headspace even has morning meditations that you can do with your kids. 
Headspace's approach to mindfulness can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. We talk about the benefits of meditation all the time on the show and how it can truly transform yourself and help your relationship. We've been using Headspace for years now, and I can honestly say I feel significantly better when I am consistently meditating. I am more patient with Stella. I am more aware of how I communicate and speak with Chase. And it's given me real tools to better handle all the daily challenges life throws at us. Headspace is backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. Headspace makes it easy for you to build a life-changing meditation practice with mindfulness that works for you on your schedule anytime, anywhere. You deserve to feel happier and Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash I do. That's headspace.com slash I do for a free one month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash I do today. So if somebody is listening and they've never, this is all new information to them, Mm -hmm. they really don't know where to start to start understanding their love personas. What direction would you guide them? Are there any books they should read or any resources that you would recommend for people to start navigating or starting this process of learning about their love archetype? Yeah. So love archetypes. I just call them love archetypes. What we want to do is look at, you can, you know, all the work of um, Carl Jung is a great way to start the archetypal journey because his, he starts with the victim that we're all a victim. And then we all have that energy of being victimized at one point. And then there is the saboteur. We've all sabotaged our successes at one point. And then there's the prostitute energy or, or um, seducer energy where we have given our souls away at some point in our life. And then the inner child, whether you're wounded, whether you're magical, whether you've you've been abandoned, that turns into the sovereign. So we have all these archetypes and they can transform into the sovereign, like I said, and into the lover. The prostitute turns into the lover and the victim turns into the warrior, warrioress, and the saboteur turns into the magic maker, the magician. What I've done, and I think this is just all kind of archetype, learn, archetypal learning. Caroline Mace is a wonderful um, teacher of archetypes. Is I personified them to the individual person so that you understand really what you are going through and what they're going through. So those are the two people that I would um, suggest looking up if people wanted to start, on, start learning about archetypes in general. It's really fascinating, actually. You mentioned getting in touch with ourselves and feeling into what you truly desire. This is such an mm-hmm. important thing to be able to do, but I'm not sure I've figured it out because, <laughs> you know, it's like the initial thing or that feeling is often not the deeper underlying thing that we really want. So can you run us through an a way or process to think about understanding what it is that we truly desire? Yeah, I can. And I'd love you guys to do it right now. So if you could, if, if you're 
listeners could get out a piece of paper and then just write down the things you desire from your partner, all the things you desire, and then on one's column, and then all the things that you bug you about your partner. You know, like they don't take out the garbage or, you know, things like that, or they're critical, whatever it is, because we all are human. We all have our our weaknesses and our strengths, right? So if you do that, maybe you guys can just do two or three. And then from that point, you look at those and you, and then you actually pick the one that you love the most and the one that you dislike the most. Do you both have something like that? Mm-hmm. So this is where people don't like me after a while. <laughs> so the first, the first, the top thing that you don't like is actually that thing in you that you don't like. So do you have an example of what you guys wrote? I wrote for the, the liking one, the, the touch, the affection, the feeling. Mm -hmm. And then what about not like? Um, Disrespect in terms of leaving a mess and not cleaning up after themselves. Mm -hmm. And so what about you, Chase? I honestly was, just listening and didn't have okay, a time to, to write it out. That's great. So, so this is now what we can see what, where our desires are. And, and I always work on this, the relationship with self so that we can actually be in amazing relationship with our partners. But if touching and feeling, so your highest aspiration is to be more, even more connected, even more open and feeling and and in flow. And then the disrespect is actually the disrespect that you might have either someplace in your being, someplace in your, in your own self where you're not respecting yourself or where somebody in your past has so disrespected you that it's triggering that desire to be respected. So you're actually in um, the energetic world. It's not necessarily the disrespect of your partner um, like not listening to your words, it's really like you want to be respected, period, mm-hmm. right? Just respect is a desire now. So there is your desire list. Your truest desire is I want respect and I want to be in flow with feeling. And I'm, of course, generalizing here of the, you know, in mm-hmm. two minutes. And so there's, there we get to the deeper desire of now what you want to do is you want to say, where in my life, in the past, this is all about our past here, where in my life have I felt disrespected? Did my parents disrespect each other? Did my did they not feel with each other? Were they not connected? And our childhood experiences 100% reflect how we're going to interact and what we desire in our relationships now. So now you have this desire to fully be connected and embraced and held and seen and respected for who you are. And so from there, when you're in an argument, you can say to each other, is that your younger self or is that, is this, is this, is it really about the garbage? Is it really about me taking out the garbage or is there something else deeper that you're needing from me right now? Chase and I always joke because we use that example often and we always say it's never about the garbage. Yeah. <laughs> it's usually it's always about something garbage. deeper. <laughs> yeah. And it's never about sex either. I think a lot of people think it's about sex and it's really not about sex. It's about 
about validation. It's about um, connection. It's about, um, you know, that moment of feeling seen in your most vulnerable space. And when sex is not satisfying, it's because that the, the juice is in between that space of the shadow and that space of reality. And it's that that's the deeper connection of intimacy versus the actual physical quality of, um, of being connected. Because let's face it, you can have a sexual experience and it really be the achu satisfying moment for a second. And then you, you can turn around and, and not be connected again very easily. So what's that connection? The connection really is that connection of the, the truest essence of self. And that's why we want to pull out the archetypes because we don't even know who's having sex with who <laughs> at the moment, right? Like, is it my, is mm-hmm. it my person who needs to feel um, powerful or is it the tender person that needs to be feel held? Like, these are all negotiations energetically that we have and we're not even having those conversations. We're actually, our body's just trying to figure it out. It's so interesting how the things that we dislike most in others are the things that we dislike about ourselves and why relationships are so valuable in learning about ourselves. So that exercise that you just took us through just simply to to understand our deeper desires is is so important. How do you think, because to me, you could just run down the line and really just pay attention to all the things that trigger you and then use that as a way to, to, you know, investigate what's that inner child that's wounded Mm -hmm. about, you know, this or that. How, how else do you think about using that as a tool? So that is a, that project is actually a great tool for any relationship, whether it's work, home, or kids even, but considering for the relationship piece, that tool is great because you don't know what to transform or transcend unless you know what you your deepest wounds are and your deepest desires are. So you might, we, you know, somebody might be awakening sexually because they think that their partner wants this sexual relationship. But if you have your heart closed to the deeper essence of you, or if you are hiding a wound, you're just fucking a body. And instead of going deeper into what each you each other needs, so and transformation is the key. So if I understand that I am, you know, I, I'm, I personally am needing respect. What is, you know, if I am feeling disrespected, because the garbage is not taken out? Well, the higher octave version is respect. And then the higher octave version of that is self-respect. How can I respect myself completely radically? How can I have radical self-love, radical presence, radical acceptance, and a curious, inquisitive mind so that I can deal with this situation and be so honest with myself when, and then I could see my partner as, as the another person who is also maybe wounded and had a broken heart. And instead of getting angry at the garbage, it is Hey, this is a moment of saying this is an this is the intimate moment. I I want to feel respect for myself. I want to respect you. And how can that? That just leads into this this beautiful 
um, play of how can I do this beautifully? How can I say this beautifully? How can I ask of this beautifully? I want to connect with you at a deeper level. And I want to feel with you at the same level. So let's take out the garbage together. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's, there's so many creative ways when we're not wounded, when we're not unconscious of who's speaking and who's um, talking. So the first thing I would suggest to people is really to see where their archetypal wounds are before you can even adopt the higher version of that wounded persona. And the best way to do that would be just paying attention to where you're finding the biggest dislikes from the people in your life. Is that? Is that yeah, it? I think that you do you, right? So if you have this whole list of people that you like, I can't, they're critical. I don't like this. I don't like this. They might be critical, but it's a wound but they're just critical, right? Like they might be critical to everyone, but it's a wound that you're holding on to or that we are holding on to. And it's how do you heal that wound for yourself? How do you transform that wound? Because it's important because the world is the world and people are people. And if you want to have a great relationship, you can't expect another person, person to change. You can rise up above the wound and listing all those things down helps you see where you are wounded and then you're taking the um, inside journey instead of the outward journey of, you know, because it is blame, right? Oh, you don't respect me. Well, there's a blame there, right? If I say, I want to feel respected, how can I get there and how can you help me? It's a very, very different energy. And yes, the list is almost the foundation of seeing where you're wounded and then taking that to the next level and saying, well, what do I truly desire? We all want to have love and be loved, right? So we got to remove these underlying hidden forbidden selves and just wake up to the newness of us, the love of us. That is so true. And you've given us some great things to think about. And that's really the hard work is diving into these wounds and better understanding ourselves. And then when we're able to do that and bring that into the relationship, and if both people are doing that, then the relationship can flourish. So it's really a beautiful thing to aspire to, but it's hard work and you've given us some great hard tools uh, today. Yeah. So poetry. one little thing, oh, sorry to interrupt, no, but no. one little thing that I would love for people to see each other is, you know, if you see each other as have, you know, you've had a broken heart too. So when you have, when you see your partner in their, maybe they're in their inner child, maybe they're in their victim, maybe they're in their prostitute or their saboteur, and you just hold that space for them and see them in that space and you can be in your loving space. And when you start doing that to each other, it actually gives room for growth. And then we aren't as demanding or as critical as we tend to be in relationships. Yes. It's important to do that and develop empathy. You know, if you say, Hey, mm -hmm. here's how I'm wounded and you share that with your partner and it's going to feel good and, and you'll be able to empathize with them. Mm -hmm. And if we don't know ourselves through the personas, then how can we expect someone else to know what's going on? So the inward journey is the expression of the outward journey. And when we do that work of the relationship with the selves, then we flourish in our relationships with others. And then 
And then all the other differences are the juice and the spice and the yumminess that we all aspire to experience. Absolutely. Well, Coltrane, thank you so much for laying this all out, giving Sarah and I and our listeners a lot to think about. Before we wrap up, can you tell our listeners where they can find you online and then we'll say goodbye? Yeah, thank you. Um, My website is www.lordcoltrane.com and you can find me on Instagram at at lordcoltrane. Wonderful. We'll have the links to your website and your social media in the show notes and in the podcast description. And thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. Yeah. Thank you so much, Sarah. Thank you so much, Jace. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show, guys. As always, the links will be in the podcast description as well as on the show notes on our website at idopodcast.com. And while you're on our website, we hope you guys check out our free 14-day happy couple challenge. Uh, It's a challenge where we send you a daily email for 14 days with easy, doable challenges to help strengthen and improve your relationship. And it's honestly just a whole lot of fun to do with your partner. It's something new and we think you guys will really enjoy it. So check it out. And while you're on the website, There are tons of free resources as well as more information about our online course, Spark My Relationship, where our listeners can get $100 off. So check that out. You can go directly to the course website at sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock. And that's where you can get the $100 off. So thank you guys for tuning in and we'll see you next week. listening to a pleasure podcast for more from our sex podcast collective visit pleasurepodcasts.com